You're listening to The Marissa Raider Show. I'm a mama of three, farm wife, and creative entrepreneur who thrives on helping dreamers and doers make the most of their God-given talents. You can consider me your newest BFF who will be in there to cheer you on and give you practical tools to use in your business and your life, all while empowering you in your faith, providing you with hard truths and motivation to get you chasing your dreams. I am bringing you actionable tips to uplevel your life and business as a busy mom and believer. I'll share laughs and encouragement with you as you chase after your God-given dreams. I believe that you've been given this one life and purpose for you to live out. And if you're ready to be the rock star you're meant to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back to a, another episode of the Marissa Raider Show. I am super excited. I think I say that every, every episode, and I know I for sure say it every episode that I have a special guest, but I am extremely excited for Dresden to be a part of our show today. She is in the financial world for business owners, and I just think that is something that it's one of the last things that a lot of us get to get our stuff together around. And so I just cannot wait to soak up all of the knowledge that she has. So I'm going to let her introduce herself to you now. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I am just really thankful for this opportunity. And I um, own Palms Pro Books. My goal is to help give other women um, service-based entrepreneurs the financial tools and resources that they need in order to start, grow, and scale their business. Um, so a lot of the women that I come in contact with go into business for things that they're really passionate about. So whether that would be like um, real estate or coaching or like being a salon owner or anything that they have the skills in, that's why they go into business. Business. It's not for their finances. And so often there's like a, a lag there or a disconnect um, for the for the women that I work with. And so my goal is to help you learn how to um, understand your financials in a way that's going to make you prosper. Oh, I absolutely love that. Um, so this is going to be my nerdy side coming out here. But my husband and I have been um, binge watching Shark Tank on CNBC. They replay all of the old episodes on there at mm-hmm. night. And so after we put the kids to bed, we like run in there and watch four or five episodes of it. And I always think, wow, these people have it all together. And last night there was one guy that they were like, mm, you're, you're the inventor. You're not the entrepreneur, you know, like, mm-hmm. and we really would like to see you either bring somebody on that ho- could help you with that. Or, you know, and I got to thinking that bookkeeping and finances is that exact area, at least for me. And I think a lot of business owners, that's the last thing that we think of when we get into business. We're so passionate about what we're doing that we don't even think about that part. We're like, oh, that part, that part will come. I have a budget. I manage my own personal finances, but it's a whole new ball game when it comes to business finances. So what is, what's some advice that you have for, for business owners when they're just now realizing that they need a little help in this area? Sure. So the the biggest tip that I have, especially for new business owners, um, is to keep your personal and your business finances separate. Um, a lot of people go into business and don't really realize the importance of not using your personal bank account. Um, but then they get 
themselves into a pickle like come tax time when they're trying to give all of their stuff over to their their tax repairer and it's like oh my goodness okay I guess I don't really know how much income I had or was that expense business related or was it personal like they, they just they don't know and then they get really overwhelmed trying to sit through um, all of their bank statements and like putting it into spreadsheets and just trying to get all of their data ready to go for tax time and so that's that's one of the biggest struggles that I um, see with other um, business owners. And then um, the other thing that I also come across is um, you just don't have the time. So once you um, have started the bookkeeping process, it's really hard to maintain because you're juggling all of the other things. Like you're, tr you're trying to market and reach new clients. You're um, trying to do the tasks that you have to do for your business. Like whether you're um, a coach and you have to mentor um, your clients or like a hairdresser who's providing services on a daily basis. And then they're oftentimes trying to do it at nighttime or on the weekends or whenever they can get to it. And so then it just kind of builds and compounds. And then it just gets really overwhelming when they try to sit down and actually do the work because it's, it's become a big thing rather than a little thing. Uh, yes. Um, my husband could attest to that. I don't, I don't like finances. They stress mm -hmm. me out. And so luckily he takes one for the team and he does his farm book work and he does my business book work on top of it, but he, he leaves it until the last minute. And so it gets to be time for, we're going to go into meet our tax guy. And he's like, I have eight months. He's like, I do really good. Like January, February, March. And then after that, he, he kind of lets it, lets it slide a little bit. And I just mm -hmm. think every time, like, thank goodness, this is you and not me. <laughs> Yeah, I feel it. especially because like during the summer, um, depending on what type of farmer he is, those are his busy seasons. So it, he has even less time to worry about those um, types of things during those, those busy seasons for him. Yes, exactly. He, we're pretty well, well diverse in our farm. And so he would tell you that we, uh, every season is a busy season. <laughs> Yes. Life never ends. <laughs> summer seems to be, seems to be especially um, with just the bailing and all the hay and all that kind of stuff, just long days and hot, humid days here in Iowa. <laughs> Sun up till sundown. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cool. Yeah. He, he's my saving grace. Otherwise I would be completely lost in this, in this realm of, of things. <laughs> Um, so let's, let's move on and talk about preparing for tax season a little bit, because I think that is, especially for new business owners. I mean, and even as you grow and scale your business, all of a sudden you are just, for me, it's deer in the headlights. Like my tax guy asks me questions and I just bring my computer along and I'm like, let me look that up for you quick. <laughs> yes. Um, so for, for brand new business owners, as long as you're, you have those separate pink accounts, one for your personal and one for your business, you can really get by with just a simple spreadsheet. Um, you can actually download all of your transactions directly from your bank account to a CSV file, and then you can just go through and um, total those all up. Um, for your tax repair, you can do that um, on a monthly, quarterly, or annual basis. But the more frequently you're getting in there, the less errors you're going to have because you're going to remember what those transactions were for. Um, and it's going to be easier um, breaking those up into littler pieces. Um, once you start getting, um, I, I generally say like 
between 30 or 50 and higher transactions every single month, it's really not practical for you to sit down and try and put all of that into an Excel sheet. So at that point, you would really want to consider an accounting software just because it's going to streamline the process for you and make your life so much easier than manually doing it all in there. Plus, it's less prone to error when you have an accounting software um, that's going to help you like code your transactions and it allows you to reconcile your bank account, which is also another really um, big thing that most business owners don't realize that they should do because when you're putting things into an accounting software, it's not foolproof. Um, and so like technology can sync incorrectly and then miss or duplicate transactions. And so when you're reconciling your bank account each month, it helps you ensure that you're not missing anything or that it didn't double entry something. Um, and so what, like once you once you grow and you have a lot more transactions to work through, that's when it's really beneficial to. I use QuickBooks. Um, you can do desktop or online. Online is my favorite, just because there's so many different integrations that you can get with it. Um, that I think it's a really powerful tool. You literally read my mind as you were talking there. I was thinking, I wonder what she recommends for software, and we we do the same. And so. My husband has QuickBooks also, and he does have that problem where it, it puts it as miscellaneous or it, it creates the transaction as something that it's not. And so he has to individually go through and make sure that it's all correct. And so it's not quite as time consuming as sitting down and individually man, you know, like doing it in a spreadsheet that would get really ridiculous, you know, between two yeah, businesses, Definitely, <laughs> but he does have to go through and, and retarget some of them, which is, is a good thing because honestly, the other thing that it does, cause we, we do it for both businesses and then we do it for our personal finances as well. And I honestly think that that alone would open our eyes to where our money's going and things like that. So he'll ask me like, what is this for? because I have to help him categorize all of my expenses. And so I sit on the couch and watch Shark Tank and he does that. <laughs> We've got a great system going and by we, I mean, I. <laughs> and so I will have to like, think about it and I'll be like, oh, wait a minute. Am I still paying for that? He's got some subscriptions and different things that I didn't realize was still coming out of my account because it's $15 here or $15 there, you know, and all of a sudden he'll be like, what is this for? And why does it keep coming out? And I, and I go and I research it and I realized, oh, that never canceled when it should have, or I forgot to cancel it when I planned to, or something like that. And so I honestly think that it's just good practice and helps you stay on top of where your money's going also in your business. Definitely. Um, you make a really great point um, about catching things that you're still paying for that you don't want to necessarily. Um, and like when you're, um, when you're waiting until the end of the year and going back through, think about how many times those charges would have added up um, that you could have saved that money um, by catching it sooner. And then another really awesome, well, not awesome, but another really powerful story um, is banks. If you don't catch um, fraudulent charges, they'll usually um, give you grace for like a 30 to 60 day um, period max. So you, you're generally supposed to find these transactions within 30 and 60 days and report it to the bank as fraudulent charges so that you can get reimbursed. Anything past that, they consider um, that 
I don't think negligence is the right word, but they say that you should have caught it sooner. And then anything past 60 days, you're just, you're out of luck. They're not going to refund you for any fraudulent charges after that. And so people who are going in um, like quarterly or semi-annually or even annually, and they're like, oh my goodness, there's charges clear back from March and it's now December. You're probably not going to be able to get those fraudulent charges reimbursed. Yes, that's such a good point. It just reminds me of the movie Tammy where she steals everybody's identity and like buys a jet ski. And I, all I can think of is like, yes, I'm going to have a random jet ski on my bank account at some point and I'm going to have to catch that. (laughs) That movie is hilarious. (laughs) Oh, that's another thing my husband and I really like is movie night. (laughs) Her movies are really, all of her movies are great. They are absolutely. And if you haven't seen it, you're going to want to go and watch it now. <laughs> oh yes, definitely. <laughs> oh my gosh. It'll give you a whole new perspective on, on identity theft. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. So what do you like, what's your absolute favorite thing? Why would you, why do you choose bookkeeping when it's something that so many people dread, like what drew you to this line of work so that you can empower business owners to take control of their finances? Sure. So I am very analytical and data um, mindset. Um, I really like looking at things and seeing how profitable they are and finding trends. And I just, I really like analyzing numbers and finding growth opportunities. And so um, for me, um, I can take financial reports and give you guidance on areas that you can maybe grow. Um, and that really complements people who are more visionary and creative because they often don't have that skill set to be able to take these financial and, um, data and analyze it in a way that they're um, making wise decisions in order to grow bigger. Um, And so that's my favorite part. Like, yes, um, it's kind of repetitive, like going in and categorizing things for the most part and making sure that everything is flowing through on your um, financial reports, but I go above and beyond. So like, I'm actually sitting down and analyzing um, those reports. That way I can help advise um, my clients on decisions that's going to benefit them. And so it's really about that relationship, which is why I went into um, the bookkeeping side rather than the tax side, because I want to help clients on an ongoing basis, have a strong financial foundation every single month, rather than just once a year where they're planning to save on taxes. Yes. Oh, I love that. That is, that's a great reason to get into it. Honestly, I'm kind of in awe of how your brain works because I'm definitely the creative that, that needs the assistance. (laughs) What stage of business do you recommend someone hire per se you to help them with their bookkeeping? It, it really just depends on um, each specific business. It's not like a one size fits all. Um, and it also depends on um, like the entity structure that you have. Um, so like sole proprietors, if you don't have any employees, you're likely able to get by a little bit longer um, without having a bookkeeper on. But once you start becoming like an LLC and you're managing employees and trying to like run a team, it's really important that you delegate that task out. Um, That way it frees up your time um, to focus on the management and the leadership aspect of your business. Um, But it also helps you stay more compliant because there are a lot of um, 
rules and things that um, many business owners just aren't aware of, especially when it comes to payroll. It, it's really regulated and um, it, it can get built up quickly um, for a lot of business owners then. And then the next level would be like an S corporation, which is a, an LLC that has a special tax delegation. Um, and it, it just, um, it's taxed differently. And so trying to make sure that you are um, coding things in a way that's going to benefit you the most for tax time um, is when you would really want to look into having a bookkeeper. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that it's more affordable than you might think. Um, some people, I think, view it as like a luxury type service, but it's more of like a foundational type service, because if you don't have a strong financial foundation, you as you grow and you scale, you're going to be scaling on a rocky foundation, which is only going to create larger problems later on. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. So when you're talking about like a sole proprietor versus an LLC, a lot of um, small businesses that are one person run are that sole proprietor or that LLC. Um, I'm, I have a sole proprietor is what I did because yeah. It just, that's what our tax guy said made the most sense. But my husband, he's a partner in our family farm and there's five of them. So they're an S corp. So we also understand that side of it. And so it's definitely much more intense when it comes to farm stuff. And the farm does have their own bookkeeper because it's just, they're farmers. <laughs> that's what they do. They go out and they farm and ask him how to save a dying sick calf. And he will give you 30 ways, but you know, bookkeeping is that's way above because they are, they're paying out dividends. They're doing this, they're doing that. They're buying machinery They're You know, it's, it's a very different ball game. Um, so nice. I can totally relate when you said, you know, as a sole proprietor, you can kind of go, you know, in a, a little bit longer that way, because it's, mm -hmm. it's less to, to document and it's just you, you're bringing money in, you're spending the money within your business. Um, what do you suggest? So say you're scaling and you're ready to bring on your first employee. What does that kind of entail? So tell us a little more about that. Sure. So when you're ready to bring on, um, your first employee, it's really important to look at the difference between um, an independent contractor versus an employee, because how you treat those people are so different. Um, independent contractors are people um, like me, um, who you would hire for a service, but you don't have that control over when they do the work, how they do the work, um, and like their schedule. Um, but then like when you're actually hiring a team member, so say you needed somebody to um, do administrative work, or um, you're a coach and you're, you're bringing on like a another coach to compliment you or however, whatever kind of employee you're looking for, um, you have um, more expense because you're responsible for half of the social security and Medicare taxes. And then you would need to look into like a payroll software to help you run the payroll um, correctly. And you have more responsibilities on uh, making sure that you're paying all of your payroll taxes on time and accurately. Um, and so at that point, when you're actually getting into the payroll, I think it would be really important to actually look for um, a bookkeeper to help assist you just because it's so easy to mess up. Um, and then the, um, the legal ramifications from payroll is a lot more strict than like tax ramifications. Absolutely. Absolutely. We did that. We had a nanny and we had to pay her like a salary um, for about 10 months. And we are, 
we actually hired our tax people to do all of that for us because it was, it was way above. I mean, Trent tried his hardest, but it was a lot of math and it was a lot of figuring. And it's just one of those stresses that just didn't need to, didn't need to happen when somebody else clearly knew what they were doing. <laughs> of course. And of the um, payroll software, the one that I use in my company um, that I always recommend, especially for small businesses, um, is Gusto. Um, they are the most um, reasonably priced. They also have really great customer service and um, they're the most user-friendly platform. Now, once somebody is really large and is probably above 30-ish employees or more, that's when I would look into a software like ADP um, because they're geared more towards like the bigger, more robust um, businesses. Yeah, that makes complete sense. So I have, we're a hypothetical friend. Let's go this route. She, um, she's going to know I'm talking about her when she listens. (laughs) She owns a candle making company. Um, her and I have collaborated on a few things. And so what we do is we just run it all under her business and it's my line. And then she just pays out, you know, for service, you know, like as a contractor kind of thing, but she has been talking about, you know, bringing on somebody to help her make the candles and like keep up on the things and things like that. So when you're bringing in somebody that's just going to do a few hours a week for you and things like that, how, how do you recommend doing that? Would you say that she should hire her as an employee or come up with some sort of like contract agreement type thing or what's when you're not quite sure you're ready to bring on a full-time employee, like kind of what's the, the workaround, not the workaround, but what's best practice for that for small business owners? Sure. So it's not necessarily amount about like full-time versus part-time on like the um, amount of work that they're doing. It's more so about like the level of control that the business owner has over that person. Um, And so a lot of business owners actually um, misclassify workers because they're, they just don't have the um, information on um, like what qualifies somebody as an independent contractor versus an employee. And it's really looking um, like, they have like lists out there on the IRS website and like for each individual state, but the gist of it is control. So whether you have control of when they're working, um, who's buying the supplies in order to perform that work? Um, do you have control over the quality of the work that they're doing? Um, and it, it just really like, it's not a, okay, I checked all of these boxes, yes, and all of these boxes, no, that's what they are. You have to look at the bigger picture um, as a whole and see which side um, you gear towards the most because you're probably gonna be pretty close to the middle on some of those things unless it's really cut or dry. And so, but even if you're not having um, a full-time bookkeeper, it's really good to consult with like your CPA or tax preparer, just if you're ever unsure of how somebody should be classified just to get that guidance, at least on the first go. Um, Because if you misclassify somebody as an independent contractor who should have been an employee, um, they'll they'll make you pay um, the back taxes for all of your payroll filings that you should have withheld. Um, And then you'll also incur penalties and interest on top of that. And so it can can really compound and get kind of large. Um, So I I always recommend for small business owners who are looking to get into payroll, even if you don't have somebody on an ongoing basis, always consult with um, a tax preparer or somebody. That way you you can get guidance on that first classification. That is 
great advice. I feel like this is such a scary topic for (laughs) business owners. You know, it's just because it's not common knowledge. It's not something Mm -hmm. that people talk about. It's not something that a lot of people are, are sharing on, even Mm -hmm. in the online space. I mean, there are some Mm -hmm. people who, who are doing it like yourself, but it doesn't seem to be near as many as like, say the coaching industry or, you know, business coaches and life coaches and things like that. It seems like everybody's preaching their opinion on those things. And that's Mm -hmm. so that's not, you know, like clear cut by any means. That's just whatever that coach personally believes. Whereas this is so, I don't know. It's, it's just a little bit more, you have to toe the line with it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There are actual rules to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. But you, you explain it so well and you make it so easy to, to understand. So thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad that it's really relatable. I try to make things as practical as I can, because I know that not everybody has that analytical mindset. And so I, tr- I really try to Um, give you relatable concepts that way like the visionaries and the creatives can have something tangible that they can apply it to yes I love that so where can my listeners find you at when they need their bookkeeping done or they're they're looking for more information on how to make sure that they're running their businesses appropriately of course so I am on Facebook Um, my business page is palms pro books Um, And then I also, if they ever wanted to shoot me an email, um, it's my first name. So Dresden, that's um, D as in dog, R as in red, E as in elephant, Z as in zebra, D as in dog, E as in elephant, and as in nose. It's spelled different because most people try to put it with an S, but it's Dresden at palmsprobooks.com. And you can shoot me any kind of questions that you have um, in email and I will get back to you. Um, I just want to help people. And like you said, there there really is a misstep um, and a disconnect in the financial world um, for people who... Um, they're just not getting the information out there. And so that's my goal. Um, Even if you're not ready for bookkeeping services, any question that you have, I'm more than happy to answer for you. Oh my gosh. You are just the sweetest. Honestly, I will put all of that in the show notes so that people can click right on it and get a hold of you and come find you on Facebook. I have learned so much in this brief conversation that we've had. And now I'm thinking, I think we need a bookkeeper. So well, thank you. Ready? I'm here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We're going to have to chat when we get done, <laughs> but I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate the approach that you take to this and the knowledge and the simplicity that you bring to such a dynamic part of business, because it really is, it's got so many moving pieces. And I think that that's intimidating for business owners. So thank you for making that so understandable for all of us creatives. (laughs) You're welcome. It was such a pleasure being here with you. And I'm really thankful for the opportunity. Absolutely. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as you know, I'm going to be here cheering you on until next week. 